Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am so excited tonight as we have the vocalist Scott Artis joining us momentarily from the hard rock band Facing Fire. So before I bring them on, I always like to do a brief introduction to my show if there's anyone new tuning in tonight. Um, Scott's going to be joining tonight, Facing Fire, his band, one of the numerous amazing bands I've had the honor to interview on my show. Some of the artists I've interviewed have included 10 Years, Tremonti, Trivium, Sick Puppies, Lacey Sturm, formerly of Flyleaf, Dead, Otherwise, Cabo, Shaman's Harvest, and the list goes on. So please support all the all these artists that I have on my show. I started this show approximately, I can't believe it's been over six years, and I started it really with the idea in mind to create a forum to bring people on in the entertainment industry to help support them and get their name out there. We know how challenging the industry is today, especially since the internet and social media has taken over a lot of the older things uh, back in the days when there were big labels, management, etc. So again, support the people I have on my show. A little bit about my background. Um, my background is in psychology. I have an extensive background in interviewing, and I wanted to combine my passion for interviewing with my passion for entertainment. So although I mentioned I have a background in psychology, my show is purely meant for entertainment purposes. We don't do any formal therapy or analysis on my show, but sometimes we'll talk about things in a general educational format if, um, if it calls for it. So if you're tuning in tonight, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. And I do have a chat room open, but because I am a one-person show, I am going to be really focused on the interview with Scott tonight. All right, so let's do a nice introduction for Facing Fire, and then I'm going to bring Scott on. So this band's really interesting. When I was doing my research on them, they are based out of southern Ohio, and they've really only formed a short time ago, which was a little less than two years ago. In this short period of time, these guys are really making a name for themselves. Their first single they released was titled Dying Inside. It is off of their self-titled EP out right now. It's an amazing song. It's accompanied by a video and uh, definitely had some major traction with that song. After that, they went back in. They recorded the three other songs to create this EP that they have out. And something that really was brought to my attention when I was listening to their music is that the music is really powerful. It's raw. It's emotional. And it really focuses on, I think, challenges and struggles that we all face in life. But the flip side is that the music really has a positive message throughout all of the songs and uh, really shows us that we can face these challenges, we can overcome them and push forward. So the band signed to Pavement Entertainment, which is an amazing label. Their EP is currently number 55 on the iTunes Rock Chart and number 26 on Amazon's Best Selling Chart. So tonight we're going to take you on a really cool journey. I'm going to do a different style of interview than probably something people have uh, heard before. I'm going to just ask some really cool questions and not take you on a typical cookie-cutter interview. We're going to feature their hit single, Filthy Life, that is also out right now with an accompanying video. And before I bring them on, thanks again to Barbara Papa George from Pavement Entertainment. I've booked many interviews with Pavement, and it's a pleasure to work with them and their artists. So let's bring Scott on. Hey, Scott, how are you? Great. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. 
Absolutely, yeah. Great EP. We're going to get into it tonight, but really, Scott, really enjoying the music. It's some great stuff that you guys have out right now. Oh, thank you so much. I, I really, we all, we really appreciate it. Uh, we worked really hard to to get it to where we wanted it, so thanks a lot. It means a lot. Cool. Yeah, well, we'll get into that a little later with the production. I'm going to ask a bunch of questions about that. But to start out, I always like to start out just a little bit with, you know, tell me about where you grew up in Ohio. Bring in some cool stuff in terms of, you know, what were you like as a little kid? Were you involved in sports? You know, let's share some stuff that maybe people haven't asked you or people wouldn't know otherwise. Okay. Um, I grew up in Portsmouth, Ohio. Um, so I've pretty much been here most of my life. Uh, played sports. I was a big basketball guy. I always just loved the sport, I guess. And uh, so I played, you know, high school basketball and, and, and all that. I was I was a small guy then, a little bigger now. But uh, okay. I was uh, I graduated. I think I was uh, five seven, one hundred and twenty pounds or something like that. And uh, now I'm about five ten and about two thirty. So wow. <laughs> I've, I've definitely gotten a lot bigger. Uh, I, I I hit the gym a lot, so I've tried to uh, put on some size. I guess since then I was like I said, I was always a small guy. Um, okay. We used to, me and a, another guy in, in school, we used to joke because we had always kind of like measured to see who was the tallest because we were the short guys in the class. And uh, so, um, yeah, then after high school, I, I joined the Marine Corps and um, oh, wow. I spent four years in the Marine Corps and um, lived in Japan for a year. And then we ended up um, out in California and I lived there for about three years and um, then moved back and started rocking again uh, I had a little window there where I didn't really have time to, to play music much and then right. uh, when I got back I realized you know obviously that my passion is music and and uh, I wanted to pursue that as much as I could so uh, okay, that's well, kind of been my first, real short and quick yeah. journey there well I don't want to make it too short but first of all thank you for your service and um, you know serving the Marines that's you know it's a huge thing and again thank you for that um, sure. to yeah. just digress a little bit. So, you know, just reflecting back, like you said, you were into basketball, but let's go back a little bit more. So you grew up in Ohio, um, growing up as a mm-hmm. kid, basketball was something that you played. Was there any other types of sports or anything that you were interested in as a little kid? And then let's start to just slowly pull in. How did you get interested in music? Cause I'm sure there was, you know, something in your childhood. All right, that, yeah, um, know, yeah. Basketball was something, um, it was just, I don't know why. And I think just honestly, because, you know, there was a basketball court right next door. And so okay. me and my brothers would go and play pretty much every day. And my neighbor actually ended up becoming pretty much my best friend. And we basically just, that's what we did. We we just played basketball. I think as far as how I really started getting into music, I was young. Um, and my uncle um, was into, he's always into rock bands and he was into the bands like Kiss and Journey. And so, he had by this time had thrown out like all of his records and uh, me and my brother got a hold of a kiss alive record. And uh, okay. of course we seen the, uh, the imagery and stuff with kiss and, uh, you know, so at a very early age, I thought, man, that is so cool. You got this guy spitting blood and you got, you know, uh, all the craziness of course that kiss was. And, uh, you know, crazy enough, I, I think kiss is probably the, the first band that I really thought, man, I, I want to be a rock star. <laughs> and uh, okay. you know, I think, so I think from that journey, we, uh, me and my brother both, we bought a guitar, and uh, I think I paid like a hundred dollars for my first guitar. Um, it was, you know, pretty much junk, but it was all we could afford. And uh, so mm-hmm. we we bought guitars and we started playing. And my, uh, of course, I was I was younger, but my brother was into a lot of 
different music, so I basically just kind of fell in line with what he liked and uh, listened to, and um, so we we kind of learned how to play guitar, and um, from there I just kind of uh, branched out, and I, I just loved music so much, and my whole group of friends pretty much by the time we got into high school, they all were, they all played music, and so we just basically hung out and, and partied and played music, and uh, so I, I ended up picking up a little bit of every instrument. I think I've played every instrument in every band, basically. I, uh, wow. I went from guitar to everybody plays guitar, so I was like, well, okay, I'm going to play drums, so I, okay. I, I, I always thought drums were cool, so I started playing drums. And, um, you know, did that for a while. And next thing you know, like a friend's band lost a bass player. Like, hey, you want to play bass? And so I started doing that and really wow. uh, got to where I just really loved everything about creating music. And they always ask me, what's your favorite thing to play? And, and I really don't have one. I, I mean, I think every style of music is different. So I think each instrument's different in, in each style. So it's like it, it, a lot of times it depends on what I'm playing. Um, sure, bass sure. Is, uh, and what on? Um... Jazzy. Really quick, are you What's that? are you self just to digress for a second? Are you self-taught with everything? Did you teach yourself? Did you yes. take you know? Did your parents have you take any lessons or anything? Uh, they st- I did take guitar lessons for probably uh, I don't know I probably had about ten lessons, and okay. it was like I, w- I was a rocker you know, and they wanted to teach me like right. jingle bells on the guitar, and it was real quick. I was like, nah, forget this. So that's <laughs> that was it. <laughs> um, I, I did about 10 lessons, and, and I told my mom, like, no, I'm not doing this. I mean, the guy was a really nice, he was an older man, but he was a really nice guy. He was a great guitar player. And, and honestly, at the time, I didn't appreciate a lot about the instrument sure. that probably I, I now would look at. But, you know, I, I knew I was I wanted to play rock and roll, and I didn't want to play Jingle Bells. And that was kind of where it was at with, yeah, I guess, starting in guitar. They teach you the very basics and um, so no, I, I gave up on that real quick. And I think me and my brother, he was, my brother actually was a, a better guitar player than me starting out, especially he, he was, you know, better. he's three years older than me. So I was okay. still trying to, you know, and, uh, so he, he taught me a lot, really. He, he would learn a song, you know, and then I would learn how to play that song. And so we just basically learned cover songs from our, whatever artists we were listening to at, at the time. And, uh, and um, yeah, so then from there, everything self-taught. I never took another lesson. Or it was a lot wow. of watching people, watching videos, watching you know whatever I could see to, to steal this lick or steal this you know these chops from this person. And I think I kind of took that from you know all the players that I guess I looked up to. So cool. Um, and cool. everything's pretty much self-taught. If you're only asking, does them? Um, do you have any other family members in the music industry? Does your brother? Do anything seriously with music or your parents? Just to kind no, of no, he uh, also, he gave up no. kind of in high school. So no, it's it's just me now. My uh, relatives a long time ago. Uh, you know, my uh, uncle, great uncle, actually, he he played in bands and uh, nothing was extremely successful. But you know, he he did pretty well for himself mm-hmm. back then. And you know, my other grandpa, he also played guitar, um, but oh. nobody really ever did anything as far as as pursued it as far as I have, I guess. Gotcha, gotcha. And what, if you don't mind me asking, what does your older brother do? Uh, he is a pipe fitter. So he uh, okay. he's basically welds. He's, he's like a welder. And, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he pretty much quit. The, the He still plays music, and he'll play around with it, but he just hasn't pursued it as a passion um, the way I did. And, yeah, so now he's a pipe fitter, and uh, he uh, right. does his, does his thing about... nine to five, and he... I'm sorry, go ahead. 
No, you're good. No, you're good. Go ahead. Okay. And what about your parents? What do they do for a living? Just to pull, pull in some interesting stuff, as long as, again, you feel comfortable sharing it. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, my mom is – she basically doesn't do anything. She's a stay-at-home – well, not a mother anymore, She's, you know, but she's a, right. she's a stay-at-home uh, – she, she basically keeps the house, you know, and, and keeps all that in order okay. and, and keeps our family in order in general. I think, you know, everybody kind of gathers around. My my mother's and grandmother, so she's kind of that the mother hen type, I guess. And mm-hmm. uh, so she's uh, she, my mom's great. She's always been there for us, no matter what. She's always been supportive, and she's been very supportive of this whole music thing with me. And uh, if it wasn't for her and my stepfather, you know, I don't think I, w- I would be here. So um, okay. they've been great. My cool. my father actually uh, he was always he worked for Pepsi, and. Um, so you know, we obviously you know it, it, he it was a good living, but it wasn't it wasn't rich by any means. Um, but he 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 as well, you know, he's been extremely supportive and uh, always helped out and done everything he could to help me pursue my passion. So my parents were rocks in in my childhood, obviously, and and even still now, you know, they're always there to be my uh, my my cheering section. So they they both been great. Without my mom and dad, uh, I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't have been able to do what I've done so far so well that's awesome that you have that support because that's so you know paramount and important in this industry because I'm sure you guys know how challenging it's been to get where you are and we're going to talk more about that so as you said okay so you're in high school you're dabbling in a variety of different instruments when did you start singing and and when did you decide and then we'll talk a little bit about you know when you decide to go into the Marines and then you come back and you decide music is your thing. So yeah, tell us a little bit about to get us up to that. You know when did you start getting involved in singing and realize that you had a talent for it? Um, um, I, I really never wanted to be a singer. I don't think I never. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I really didn't. I, I you know I I love the instruments and I love playing and and uh, singing wasn't something that just really came supernatural for me. Um, I think I don't think anybody really likes the sound of their voice. Um, some people might. I don't know. I, I personally, you know, hear myself sing. I'm like, Ugh, I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to. I want to play an instrument. Where when I right. when I hit a hit a chord, I know what pitch is going to come out of it. Where uh, with your vocals, it's a, it's a little different. So, um, I, I, I guess I, I've always sang a little bit. I, you know, of course, it was more singing in the car and singing, and this and that. And then uh, finally, uh, I think it came to the point to where. Um, I, I sang a little bit in a few different bands, but once again, it wasn't something I was really passionate about. Um, and then uh, finding singers can be really difficult, and, and especially where we sure. are. It's a small town, and uh, you know, it got to the point to where every everybody, uh, all the singers that we could find, there was always issues with them. To be honest, I mean, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, just just there was always issues, and we always have right. the LSD, you know, the lead singer. Uh, so, right, right, right. We, uh, so you got the, and the narcissism yeah. and the arrogance yes, yes, and yes. I'm sure a whole conglomeration of other issues, unfortunately, too. Okay. Yes, right, yeah. And so we ball all that together, and then basically the guitar player and I, we played together, and, and it came to the point where I'm like, well, let's just – why don't you try to sing? <laughs> and um, I'm like, all right, yeah, let's just go for it. And, you know, we were sick of kind of starting bands and having to start over because of losing a vocalist or or, or whatnot. So, yeah, and it, this, it was just, it was real kind quick, of Scott. Like this is not to interrupt you, but to interrupt you. This is Tony you're referring, yeah. referring to Tony Phillips. Yes. Yeah, tell us. Tony yeah, Pullen, how did you meet him? Um, you know, how did you guys um, meet each other? 
Well, I think just the mutual community of musicians. Um, you know, I don't recall exactly the, where I met him first, uh, but I'm sure I, he was, he's an amazing guitar player. You know, in the area, he's always been known as this phenomenal guitar player. And and uh, you know, we we played like I said off and on together a lot in different projects. And um, you know, it was just we 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 always we like to work together. You know, like I said, he's a very talented musician. So. Um, you know, he's just kind of been always that guy that's there, like, well, when you're starting a project, hey, Tony, you want to play, you know? And uh, okay. so that's kind of, you know, he he was there. He's just always been there, I guess, in a way. So. Right. Did you did you meet him, Scott, before you went into the Marines, or was this after you went to yes. the Marines that you met him? Yes. Okay, yeah, before. I, I've known him, like I said, I've known him since I was, uh, I mean, a teenager. I don't know exactly, okay. but we, like I said, we grew up playing music, so I had known him before I went in, and uh and I'd worked with so, him on different you, things and recording. Right. Yeah, and if you know what I'm asking, before, you know, before, like you said, you really got seriously involved in the band and facing fire forms, what was your, like, why did you decide to go into the Marines? Was it something you always wanted to do? Or was it, you know, a life-changing experience you wanted to make for yourself? You know, people I think have it all was, different I always had, for some reason, I kind of had that, um, I wanted to, uh, I like the challenge. I like okay. to challenge myself, I guess, and and I really at that point in my life, I felt like I needed a life changing kind of kind of moment. I wanted to get out of the small town, I guess, a little bit and experience some stuff, and I wanted to get away from you know, kind of grow up a little bit, I think, and get away from okay. some of the stuff, you know, and and just really in my mind anyway, felt like I was going nowhere. Um, and okay. and you know, of course, I was young, but I I wanted that life change. I want honestly, I'd love the beach. And um, you know, mm-hmm. being from Ohio, there's not nothing not around. I thought, man, if I can, the Marine Corps, every base is pretty much by a beach. So I thought, well, that would be right, neat. Right. So there was a lot of things like that. Like I said, cool. the challenge. Uh, that's I think why I chose the Marine Corps itself because I felt like that was the hardest, you know, branch to go into and mm-hmm. uh, to be able to uh, achieve. And so yeah, I think it was a little bit of a challenge, a little bit of just wanting to get out of the area and and, and kind of experience stuff away from here so okay um okay so was this right after high school that you went into the marines yeah okay right pretty much right after high school um i I spent a little time you know hanging out partying and and doing that number and then decided yeah that's i I didn't want to go to college i know that (laughs) i hated school uh you know and and so i didn't want to go to college but i wanted to do something and you know, mm-hmm. I, I think if you don't go to college, it's probably the the next best smartest move, unless you just happen to luck into something um, right out of high school. So, okay. yeah, I, I went okay. in, and like I said, we pretty much volunteered to go to Japan for my first year, and so I think it helped me grow up a lot and uh, kind of start start my life, I guess, officially um, as okay. far as adulthood. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, so you yeah. you finish your time in the service, you come back and. Tell us a little bit about that moment where you're just, you know, evidently itching to get back in music and really pursue it at a much greater level than you had before. Yeah, I um, in in the service, you know, of course, uh, you don't have time to pursue it as as much as you want. But of course, I did play, and my my friends and everybody in the Marine Corps would always throw me up, and I, you know, I was on stage in Thailand playing, you know, I wow. different, I think it was a Metallica song, and. You know, so every time we'd go out or do anything, even in other countries, I'd always kind of get, hey, you go play. And 
so you know i was able to experience a lot of cool things i, I played with like i said people over in thailand people and i got and my my friends entered me into a guitar contest in japan and um cool. actually did that in one one in uh, in japan and then nice. um come back in california and it was always like the acoustic guitar hanging around having a few drinks and, and playing songs with the acoustics and so you know i, I played to the Marine Corps, but never had a chance to really pursue it. So then I think when I got back, um, you know, it was back, to, you know, kind of ran all around your, your old friends again and all the guys who you grew up playing with. And, and so I think just pretty much uh, almost instantly as I got back, it's like you see your old friends, hey, let's get something together again. Let's start writing. Let's, uh, let's, let's start doing that. And, of course, then that's the process of finding the right mix of guys. And uh, mm-hmm. That can be hard sometimes, and uh, then I think we finally kind of found the right group of, of people, and so uh, we were born, and, uh, and we we just started well, so, writing and taking off from there. So you right, you and Tony Phillips, right? You guys hook up first, and then you know how does let us know you know how do you meet Josh? How does he get involved in the mix? And then you add Caleb, your other guitarist, and it looked like I guess you had to switch at one point because I read that. The original yes. drummer's name was yeah. Samuel, and then Levi comes on. So, yeah, just tell us a little bit about, right. about the history of how you get these members okay. to create Facing Fire. Oh, like uh, me and Tony had been together. Uh, we pretty much, like I said, oh, I need a guitar player. Tony's kind of the guy I've always played with and been around. Mm-hmm. And so um, Josh came into the picture first, and it, we, it was initially just me, Tony, and Josh. And uh, I met Josh through another, another project. Uh, we were kind of – I was looking for the you know the right group of guys and and I found a group of guys and Josh was a part of that group and um you know we realized real quickly that that wasn't quite going to work and and me and Josh really enjoyed working together and enjoyed each other and you know become friends and so um me Tony and Josh then kind of uh hooked up together and um so we started writing and honestly me and Josh and Tony recorded the EP um the other two were actually were not a part at the time. Um, okay. So me and Josh and Tony uh, started writing. Um, we wrote the f- first couple songs, Dying Inside, was the actual very first song we ever had wrote in, in this project. And um, we, you know, I, I had some friends in Nashville um, I, I've worked with in the past. Um, he's a producer down there. And um, we ended up going down. I just, you know, shot him in Texas and said, hey, man, I got a new project. And like to come down and record, so we ended up heading down to Nashville, and me, Josh, and Tony went down and, and spent a weekend basically and recorded "Dying Inside." Um, I actually cool. tracked all the drums on the EP, so um, <laughs> I had kind of double duty. Wow. It, it's funny because, you know, uh, rehearsing the songs, I had always just played drums, and um, the guys had really never even heard the vocals because it was just the three of us. So we um, we we we. we we had the music down, and of course, in my head, I'm like, I got, I know exactly how I want to sing. We never did demos, we never did anything like that. So, wow. I went in, <laughs> tracked the drums, and uh, I got in the vocal booth for the first time. Really, the first time I'd ever sing the song to that extreme, as far as like really, you know, other than in my head and kind of in the car, kind of having the idea of where I wanted to go with it. Got in the vocal booth, which can be intimidating. Um, really, sure. the first time I went all in on recording vocals and. Um, you know, you're in front of some pretty talented people. Um, our, our producer, his name is Robert Venable. He, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's Grammy nominated. You know, so he's he's definitely top notch. And um, so I'm in the vocal booth for the first time singing a song I've never sang before, and uh, it's like go. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, we we recorded that. 
um, came back, shot a video with uh, uh, another guy that I'd used in the past. His name is Jeffrey Moore. Um, the video came across really well, very powerful. And we really didn't know at that point where it was going. So it was right, me and Josh right. and, and Tony. And um, we got actually a friend of Josh's uh, who basically filled in for that video. Uh, we didn't have a drummer at the time. And so he actually filled in <laughs> for the video purposes, and uh, we shot the video. And we released it on May 5th of uh, last year. And uh, okay. really, we wasn't expecting what what came after that, I guess. Uh, you know, wow. It, it, and let's got, really, really quick, like, before we talk about the, you know, the amazing stuff that comes out of this video and this song, and it's a phenomenal track. Sure. I mean, love it. Yeah. Um, I you. think it's a really powerful song. And, you know, I don't want to leave that part out in terms of, you know, the video featuring, it looks like, you know, there's this, this man in this abandoned building. You know, I don't know if he's contemplating suicide, but he's definitely tossing around some alcohol. It looks like some pills, you know, and, and it right. looks like, like I said in the beginning when I did the intro for you, know, you before you came on, you know, I said something I think that's really powerful about your music is the struggles, the challenges that people face, but there's always this silver lining. There's always this positive message um, that's really right. exuded through your music. And, you know, you see that at the end of the video. You don't really know what happens to him, but he pulls out this photo, and it looks like that gives him some meaning to his life. Um, right. So, yeah, talk a little bit about about the video and that song. It's a, it's a really great track. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I really, where it comes from, this area, I, I don't know how much you know about <laughs> Southern Ohio, but this area is known for uh, it, it's a terrible drug epidemic in the area. And uh, Okay. It's uh, it's it's claimed, you know, lives of friends of mine, it, and and everybody in the area yeah. pretty much knows somebody that was affected by uh, drugs in in this area, okay. and so, you know, and probably not just this area, probably everywhere, but this area is 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 pretty bad, and and is known to be right. pretty bad, um, but um, so I I think for me vocally and and lyrically, um, when I started writing, it was it's just something that came out very honest and natural with my background and people I know and, and my own struggles. Mm-hmm. And so um, it just kind of, it was something that came out very, I didn't have to think real hard about it. Um, but at the same time, I, I guess like you, you said is I wanted to be positive about it because I guess I wanted people to know that, you know, it's basically not too late to give up. You know, you might have these struggles and you might, but, but you can find a reason to, to pull yourself out of that and you know you you can kind of fight through that and there are people that care about you and, and people that are there to help you so we wanted that lining I guess not just for our community but for you know the broader problem itself and sure and so it, it kind of was born from that and and I'm, I'm a fighter and I, I feel like I want to be like I said I like uh, I love challenges and so um, I wanted to have that message that you know it might be a challenge and I know it's hard to, to find your way out of that but you know, you can fight through that, and and I think uh, then our director uh, Jeffrey for the video basically took that story and kind of uh, yeah he wrapped that video yeah. together and it, it all just kind of fit together perfectly. So great, well thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it was it's a great video, like sure. I said, awesome song. So okay, so you put this video out like you said, and stuff starts to happen evidently. So what happens? Yeah, instantly. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, <laughs> it kind of blew me away. I remember putting it out thinking, oh, you know. We'll get you okay. know a couple likes on Facebook maybe, and uh, you know uh, 
you know, I think I, we at the time we were thinking, man, if we could hit, you know, if, a, if we could get like a thousand views on this, we would right. be really happy. And uh, mm-hmm. I think it was the first uh, within the first week. I don't remember exactly the numbers, but we had fifty, sixty thousand views in, in wow. a matter of days, basically. And um, and of course, then the, the outreach of people and and messages and comments and everything on the video was just it was overwhelming. It, it was. It was a really awesome time for us because it was like, you know, we could tell that we we really had something. I think that was the first moment where it became more of, it wasn't just about like we like to play this music and we like to do this, it, and and it right. became more like we actually have have something here that people are responding to and, and like. And um, so, yeah, that 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 kind of I guess obviously it's uh motivating as, as when you start to get that kind of response and uh you know sure. we're very thankful to the supporters and friends and everybody that i guess just believed in us you know from the very first song we put out most bands aren't aren't lucky enough to have that and and our families and friends were just so supportive and the area was so supportive and and i think it gave us all that like a little extra you know to okay let's let's really really see what we can do with this and uh, more so than we already had, I guess. And so, yeah, from that moment, I think uh, we we just started. I I, I'm, I love the business end as well, you know. And I think nowadays in music, you pretty much, if you're in a band, you you either have to have a manager or you have to enjoy the business side of the music industry. Anymore. Right. So definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. So from that single alone, we just basically started um, shipping it out and sending it and posting it and putting it everywhere we possibly could. And, um, you know, we, we still hadn't even had the lineup kind of solid at that point. And, okay. um, I got a message from our drummer, our first drummer, um, Sam Gibson. He actually wasn't our first drummer. We probably had three or four <laughs> in the process of oh, trying okay. to get it together. And what were, um, what were never... some of the challenges real quick that you found with, you know, solidifying the lineup? Uh, well, I think, you know, the, the first, a lot of it was commitment, um, mm-hmm. um, not I, I'm a very driven, like I said, very kind of kind of guy, and mm-hmm. um, I, I want guys equally the same. That kind of brings me up. I want people that are better than me to to bring me up to their level. And and so finding guys that had the passion, had the drive, had the commitment, and and you know, too had the time and had uh, their head in the right place. And um, sure. so I think for the the first you know few guys we went through, all good guys, um, you know, but just wasn't the the right lineup uh, it just didn't work and um okay. got a message from the uh, sam uh the, our first really our first real drummer um and you know he came along and you know we we actually i think we played for about i don't know maybe six months or so with him and um sam's a great guy we had it just he had a lot going on in his life that he uh needed to you know, take care of and didn't have the time, I guess, in a way. And, and, you know, um, so it just basically turned into, you know, left on good terms. It wasn't nothing like that. And I went and sat on his front porch with him actually. And we both just mutually decided that, you know, he had some things he had to to do in his life. And with the band and where we were going, we had some things we had to do. And um, we just decided that it would be best that we, we find someone else. So, um, I guess in between that time, actually, you know, is when our, our other guitar player had came in, um, and we got Caleb, which he's been. We knew we wanted two guitar players. We tossed the idea around of me playing, but I love the idea of the freedom of being able to perform and sing, 
and not right. be strapped to a right. microphone stand. So um, I think for the performance-wise and, and vocally for me as well, it's a lot easier for me to just concentrate on vocals and not have to worry about playing guitar as well. So we wanted a guy that, that could handle those duties. And I had actually reached out to Caleb uh, before we ever went to the studio to record Dying Inside. And I think it was one of those things where he didn't think he had the time um, to put into something. And uh, I think that after we had Dying Inside out and kind of seen where we were going and seeing how serious we were about it, then uh, he uh, he came on board and, and he basically you know said he still in for a while we'll see how it goes and uh, we did a few shows with him and you know it just uh, Caleb's an amazing guitar player as well and you know yeah, uh, it's kind of like you know having those uh, that guy that's just <laughs> you know he can play anything so we've got two lead guitar players in a way you know I mean they're both just so good and um, so we were very lucky that you know he came on and, and so then that kind of put it once Sam left and I don't mean to keep rambling about members but that's kind of how it went and, and so then we, sure. we had me, Tony and, and Josh and Caleb and then um, Levi was actually a friend of Josh's and uh, he came in, rehearsed once or twice I think and it just felt really good and, and he's been with us ever since so uh, oh. finally we felt like okay we finally got our internet that we need so yeah that was our struggle so when did you... getting it together yeah, when did you solidify the lineup, Scott? When would you say like everything really fell into place with the members? Um, I'm trying to think of when when Levi came along. I, I think Levi's been with us since October, so oh, okay. that was wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. with Levi, he's he's been in the band just about six months, maybe. So um, that's that's okay. that's pretty much when we, you know, felt like okay, we've got the, the guys that. You know, it took a minute, I guess, for everybody to realize uh, where we were trying to take it and, and the level of commitment. And I think, you know, in the early stages, everybody was kind of unsure of where that was going. So people thought maybe they could be a part and then realized maybe, okay, it's going a little right. bit further than what they could do. And right. so now we're actually at the point to where I think everybody that's in the band understands, okay, we see what we're doing now. So, you know, um, right. yeah, right. since October, we've pretty much been hard at it and, uh, yeah, so well, it, it's, we're all good now. Finally, <laughs> it's it's yeah. Uh, no, it's congratulations. It takes, it takes time, and I think, like you said, I think sometimes, especially, and I can, you know, I can very much empathize with your personality because mine is definitely Type A and very similar to you. And yeah, you're, you know, you're a go getter. You put 150 percent in, and yeah, you want to take things as far as you can take them. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. But I think, like you said, the flip side is the challenges, unfortunately, and nothing against the people. Like you said, they're all nice people. But finding the like-minded people that have that discipline and that devotion and that drive, you know, and I think that's yeah. that's what's always the the difficult part. Yeah, I think you know, in, in a band, you know, it's like a marriage. It's you know, you want to be yeah. around people that have that same same kind of you know connection with, and 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 there's those times when you are you're going through a rough time, you want those people to be able to pick you up and you know encourage you, and 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 you know, I think that that's you know what I look for and. And, and not just me, but all the guys that's we, what we look for in each other. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely not easy to find. <laughs> and uh, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, I think it's the hardest process in it with any band that you finally see start to succeed in any way is they finally usually have kind of found that formula within the members right. at work. And, uh, you know, that's it's key. Uh, I think just like, right. like I said, like a marriage, 
it isn't going to last very long if, if you, you can't get along and, and you don't have the same goals and same work ethic. And, and so, yeah, I think we finally found that, so that's good. Cool. Well, congratulations. So let's do this. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about um, your new single that you have out right now, right? Filthy. Hold on Filthy a life. I got my Filthy Life. Yes, I got it here in my database. Okay. Just want to make sure I had something weird next to that in my notes here. Okay. So, right, Filthy Life, that's the single you guys have out right now. Another really powerful video. Um, so, yeah, talk a little bit about that song, and then let's preview that, and then we'll come back and talk about pavement and all that good stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, the song uh, was the most uh, – it, it was one of the songs you hear about, you know, people talk about that just came out quickly. Our guitar player, Tony, um, sent um, a kind of a little uh, blurb of a guitar and, and his his idea for a song. And, you know, basically then we all listened to it and we got together and the song just kind of poured out. It was it was that quick. It all just flowed together so quickly. And it was one of the songs where we didn't have to work on We didn't have to think that much about it. It was just very natural. And um, even as far as the melodies and lyrics, I mean, it was, I think, the very first melody and lyric that I heard was what we used, you know, and it was almost just that instant, but it was one of those moments where it's like, okay, this is, this is it. I don't have to think about it. And, um, you know, I actually finished up the lyrics. It's crazy when you get on the timeline, but um, I finished up the lyrics. It was probably, I was in Nashville. We were recording the EP and I wrote the lyrics in the hallway of the hotel room about one o'clock in the morning and I recorded them the uh, next morning and so um you know once dying inside took off it was really we wanted to get back you know instantly and you know just we booked more studio time went straight back and you know so it was a definitely a hurrying process but we yeah i I was actually had my headphones on walking up and down the hallways about one in the morning and we were i was writing the lyrics to that song so and but they locally like i said it come out so quickly it wasn't it wasn't like a real labor. It was, you know, I, I can remember feeling right. excited when I wrote them because it just come out and I, I was happy with them. And, um, you know, whenever as an artist you're happy with something, you know, I'm usually very critical of almost everything I do. And um, mm-hmm. that was one of those moments where I was really happy with how they came out. And uh, so it was, uh, yeah, it worked. And so that was, uh, was a very easily song, easy, easy to write, and uh, it just come out for us, so. Yeah, great. And again, similar, that song is also about just kind of this, you know, notion of freeing yourself from the past, knowing that you can move forward and, and not letting things hold you down, so to speak. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, for, like I said, for in this area, you know, you, it, that doesn't have to be drugs, but I, I think for me in that song, it was, you see so many people trying to hold on to people in their life that they don't necessarily need to hold on to, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and uh, I think... Yeah, that song kind of says sometimes you're just basically better off to to let them go, and and move on with your life. And so, um, you know, sometimes the hardest thing to do is let go. And I think once you realize that that person's not good for you, you know, it kind of you know, and and you were able to do that, you're able to move forward and, and get past some of that stuff. So yeah, for me, that's okay. kind of where the song right. come from originally. Okay, cool. Well, it's a great track. Let's uh, let's check it out. I'm going to put you on hold. And then, like I said, we'll come back. We'll talk about pavement and what's in store for you guys in the future, okay? Sounds great. All right. All right. Thanks, Scott. Hold on. All right, everyone. Scott Artis from the band Facing Fire. We're going to check out their hit single right now. It's called Filthy Life. 
And uh, if you haven't already, pick up a copy of their debut self-titled EP that is currently out now. Um, they're signed to Pavement, and these guys have some great stuff. So if you like what you hear with these four songs, you're definitely going to want more. Here we go, Filthy Life, and we'll be back in a moment. show again facing fire with their hit single filthy life and be sure to download a copy of their ep or pick it up today it is out on all major digital sites and let's bring scott back on 
All right, Scott, great track. Really, really, really cool stuff. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, hear what else is going to come for you. You've made me want more from those four songs. So, yeah, I just listened to it actually when I was working out before I did the interview. So, great stuff. Really oh, cool awesome. Stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Thank definitely. you very much. All right. So, uh, yeah, who mixed it? Was it the same guy who produced it? Uh, um, that song was actually uh, was engineered, and uh, Jake Jones is actually the, the person behind the mixing on the song. Um, him and Robert worked together down in Nashville, and uh, we actually uh, recorded it with both of them, and then Jake kind of took it from there and uh, went back and did all the mixing and everything on it. So, um, cool. yeah, the yeah. phenomenal guys. Is, I can't give those guys enough credit for, for, for the work they did with it. So I'm, I'm definitely very happy yeah. with it. Yeah, great job. So did different people mix the other songs? Um, Robert did all of Dying Inside, um, and then okay. Jake and Robert together did the, the, the next three. Um, so next I three. think Jake had a bigger hand in, in doing the last three, uh, track two, three, and four on the EP. Um, and then so okay. yeah, they, they kind of both worked together and bounced them off each other, I'm sure. But I think Jake had a bigger hand in, in mixing the last three songs. Gotcha. All right. Well, great job overall that they did with the production. Really sounds great. You know, vocals are where they need to be. I hate when I hear a song and the vocals are so buried and yeah, everything's really nice and even and it's cool. Yeah, sounds great. So, um, Thank you. Thank you. tell us a little bit about how you guys uh, joined up with Pavement. I know that you had multiple offers, it looks like, and uh, what stuck out for you? How did you, you know, tell us a little bit about the story behind Pavement and how you signed with them. Okay, yeah, we um we we shot out the video to basically everybody when when it kind of came out and um we kind of shopped around and you know, we had a few people, you know, bite and basically you know, we talked back and forth with and uh you know, we talked to I I had actually was messaging um Tim King from Pavement. He also is the place for the band Soil and I was actually having two different conversations with him. <laughs> um, <laughs> at the same time, when, and really, I th- kind of uh, didn't realize they were kind of crossing over. And next thing is like, so because I think one of them was through Facebook, one of them was through email, and uh, finally, uh, we we ended up once I got a chance to really go back and forth with Tim, um, and you know, heard everything that label had to offer. Of course, the bands you know, that they have on their on their label, and and Tim knowing the business and being in the business the way he is and has been um, something for us that we were, you know, very, you know, uh, interested in and knew that he obviously had the experience and, and the know-how uh, within the business and had, uh, you know, the bands on his label to kind of show that they knew what they were doing. Um, and so, you know, I think for us, it was pretty easy to decide that, you know, that was, that was somebody we wanted to go with and, and we liked what they had to say and, we like what they had to offer, and you know, it wasn't an extremely binding contract as far as, um, you know, it was just something that appealed to us the way it was all offered. Good. So, um, I guess it was kind of a no-brainer, and they've they've been great for us. So, I guess it was the right decision. Great, very good. Yeah, like I mentioned in the beginning, I've worked with some, tons of their artists on my show, and yeah, it's a pleasure working with them. Everyone's a you know professional, and it's always so easy to get back to you, and there's you know there's no dilly-dallying where you have to wait for people, and they're on top of everything, so that's definitely something I like when right. I'm booking interviews, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, yeah they've, they've been great. Yeah, great. Well, congratulations with that. So talk a little Thank bit you. about the, the name of the band. You know, how did you guys come up with the name? I mean, I think I think it kind of is 
in a way, self-explanatory because your songs talk about, again, you know, kind of pushing forward, facing challenges. And is that the concept of facing fire? Like, you know, getting yourself out there um, and pushing. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, of course, if, if you know, coming up with band names can be hard. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because they never sound right at first. And, the, you know, and that was uh, one that um, kind of just rolled off the tongue really easy right off the bat we liked it and we liked what it meant and yeah you're right it, it it's very we thought it represented the music in the band very well and uh so i i think it started with throwing out names and that one was one that uh, i just kind of threw out and the meaning the way it sounded the way it looked all that combined with uh you know how we felt the band sound and, and, and so on. So I, we honestly thought it was the perfect name for the band and what we wanted to represent. If you could just throw out one thing to, to talk about the band, uh, we thought the name represented us well. So um, that's, yeah, it, it luckily wasn't that hard to come up with a name. I think we actually settled on it really quickly. And uh, so it was, it was one of those things that was good to, to have and put past put behind you because that right, thing, like right. I say, sometimes I've been in bands where it's like oh I don't know what we call it you know and then then of course with so many bands out there nowadays you come up with like what you think is a cool name and then you check and like oh there's three other bands already named that that doesn't work right. and uh, so yeah it, it it lucky for us like I said oh. it came out really easy it sounded good and we thought it represented us well so yeah yeah I think that's cool because it definitely has a lot of depth to it and that's that's what you guys are about that's what the music is about so I think that's really cool symbolically to have, you know, all that kind of packaged together, so to speak. Um, right. So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the album cover. I think that's very interesting. I was, you know, I didn't, I don't think I had a copy that was big enough, but I was able to blow it up a little bit and I'm looking at it and, you know, you have this like beautiful city in the background and then you got this kind of water, it looks like it's a little murky with, I can't remember what the name of the things are, but you know, there are these posts in the water and is there faces right. inside the posts? Um, no, so I don't. That like, is an actual photograph. That is okay, an actual photograph taken by, yeah, um, uh, actually a, a friend of ours who actually shoots all of our um, photos, all of our band photos for us. Uh, he's here locally. His name's Dave Dotson, and um, okay. he actually that's an that's an actual photo. And of course, he's edited it in, in a little bit, but you know, it's, it's it's an actual photo. What you see there is exactly what he's seen in front of the camera. And uh, okay. as soon as I seen the shot, I instantly messaged him, and uh, I'm like, "Dave, we got to have this shot. I, I love the shot. I want to use it for something, possibly an album cover. We don't know, but I, I love the shot. And you know, um, it's actually a shot of New York. So, uh, okay. you know, it's with the twin towers and and not being there obviously and, and facing fire and, and, and the whole I just loved everything that you know the the photo was it's a great photo it's just a great shot that he captured and, and I, I I felt like in a way kind of once again represented the band um, especially coming out real quickly I think the country obviously went through a lot with um, 9-11 mm-hmm. and, and through that and, and I just thought it was uh, you know it was a great shot by him and and uh, not to act like, you know, it was too in-depth. I did just really love the photo, and uh, I thought it was a, a great piece to, to use. And it's actually on our backdrop on stage, too. We used the, used the same thing. And, and I thought it was really oh, great cool. to be able to use something from a, from a guy locally um, who, you know, always want to support people around us and people he's been supportive of us. And so 
you know, we, we wanted to use that. And, uh, you know, he was, he basically just gave it to us and said, yes, by all means, it's yours. You have the rights to it and go for it. And, uh, um, wow. so yeah, that's, uh, it's, but it's, it's an actual photo. He's, uh, he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I don't know why I did. If you get a chance, look at the look at the posts that are in the ground. I will. It's just I will weird. actually look at our like huge twenty by twenty five banner and see if I see it. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> well, send it to me. I want to analyze it. No, I'm just joking. But no, seriously, okay. it looks like there's some like I don't want to say like a Rorschach. I mean, but it's almost like a. If you look at the post, you can always you can almost like make little images out of it. Not all of them, just well, some of I d- them. I definitely you will. Ask him about that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Maybe he, they put some stuff in there I didn't know about, but yeah, um, yeah that's really cool yeah, though. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, which is really cool. It looks like there's some little faces or people kind of buried or kind of, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe I'm weird. Maybe I'm maybe I'm looking too far into it. But anyway, <laughs> great shot. Really cool album cover. And who knows? There might be a little more meaning to it than you and I even knew before. So definitely ask Dave. Um, Possible. Cool. So, yes. What else is going on with you guys? You've had a show. I looked at, with uh, Boba Flex. Was that one show or multiple yeah. shows? Uh, well, we've actually had a couple. Well, we did a festival where they were at, and then that is the only show we did with just them. Uh, there was a couple other bands with us, but um, yeah, that was mostly a one-show thing. It wasn't a tour that we did with them. Um, so, yeah, we did that. And right now, I, mean, I guess you know, it's been a lot of one-offs. You know, we got lucky right off the bat, and last summer after Dying Inside, we were able to play a festival. Um, and you know, really got to play with a lot of. It was a, a lot of legends, I guess, in the game. But Three Doors Down Who was you there, like and um, well, like I said, the festival was uh, Three Doors Down was the headliner. Okay. Um, and then Steel Panther, which I'm actually a big fan of. Um, they were wow. there, and uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Steel Panther or not, but they uh, they're phenomenal guys, phenomenal musicians, and and then there was a lot of um, a lot of like I said, legends from. Uh, you know, great white uh, people like that. Um, wow. it, it was, okay. Brett Michaels was there. Um, uh, you know, so it's, it's a lot of people like that. Um, so it was a really cool thing for us right off out of the gate to get to go and play and, and meet and talk to and hang out with all these guys who's done it in the business for so long. Of course, uh, the guys from Three Doors Down were super cool guys and very just down to earth people. And, um, you know, like I said, all of them really. I, I could go on and on. I don't even the list of people that were there. It was it was a great festival. So you know, it's been a lot of one-off things. That was a, definitely a highlight. Something we got to mm-hmm. do. Of course, we then Boba Flex was actually at that festival as well. Um, then we of course we played with Boba Flex there. We've done you know a couple of things around our hometown. We've headlined a few things, and then uh, so now it's it's really we're hoping to find the right tour that we can uh, jump out on. So that's kind of where we're at as far as playing out goes. Um, we're working with booking, trying to get all that lined out and schedules and and that kind of thing. So we're we're hoping we can get out on tour here um, by summer, during summer, late summer at the latest. We'd like to get out, you know, on the road for a little bit and and go out to some of these towns and cities and see people that's been supporting us. So we're hoping we can make that happen as far as that's where we're at, I guess, as far as playing right cool. now. Cool. Well, no, that'll be great. I mean, hopefully you can get on some of those festivals too. You know, that come around in the spring and summer. You'd be a perfect fit for those. So hopefully, us. Uh, yeah, we're on. we're really trying. So many of those books okay. so far in advance, and with the wow. delay on when our EP was put out exactly, you know, they actually usually okay. book those in October. <laughs> so, wow. 
um, we're okay. trying still to get on those, and there's always a, that chance that, you know, something opens up. Um, so mm-hmm. we're trying to get on those festivals if we can. Um, like I said, we're working with booking to find what the right avenue is for us. We're trying to be patient, which is not easy for me. Um, <laughs> I'm a very <laughs> impatient person. But, right. you know, we, we want to make the most of our time, the most of our money, and, and, and to to be able to go out with the right people and um you know, do things smart. We don't. We don't want to just jump yeah. into a mess. Yeah, that's and, important. Uh, you know, so it's hard. It's hard because we're dying to get out. And we're dying to to, to play. It'll and we're happen. dying to you know at the same right. time. Yeah, we want to be smart yeah, and we keep reminding each other. Be uh, be patient. It'll 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 come. And, and so for now, like I said, we've been doing one-off stuff. We're working with uh, uh, on booking with a couple booking agents and trying to figure out the right way to go and and the right tour for us and. And all that, so that's that's kind of where we're at right now. Cool, cool. All right. And in, in your free time, and I'm sure you guys don't have much of that, but you know, bring something interesting up with each of the guys. Any hobbies? Any interesting things uh, each of the members like to do when you guys aren't doing music? Um, I, I think you know, most of the guys uh, honestly love to play. <laughs> so okay. I, I think, like for instance, Caleb and Tony, the the guitar players. They pretty much play. That's what that's, they uh, they play somewhere somehow and doing something. You know, uh, uh, Tony just finished a uh, a class, uh, an engineering class uh, at the recording workshop here, and uh, it's about an hour away from our hometown. And so he did okay, a whole cool. engineering class on how to record and all that. So you know, that's what he's been into. Uh, Caleb, um, he pretty much like I said, he plays guitar. I think that's all the kid loves to do. Um, mm-hmm. he, he plays guitar nonstop, and so I know that's not outside of the music, but I think that's really right, all okay. these guys really focus on. Um, you know, as far as uh, Josh and Levi, you know, I, I think Josh. Uh, I, I don't really know what Josh does on his off time. That'd be a good question <laughs> okay. for him. He, yeah, <laughs> he, right. he loves sports, so he, um, I know he watches a lot of sports, and he's always, you know, during rehearsals or whatever, he's always got his phone out trying to check scores. And so I think he uh, he kind of loves you know the the he probably sets as much as Sports Center you know every night and 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 stays up to date with all that stuff and uh, for me I think uh, it's I mean I I don't I, I'm busy it just feels like all the time so between right. um, family and uh, you know spending as much time as I can with family and uh, um, just honestly the business end of the music which I kind of handle most of that for us. Um, so handling that and interviews and, and, and all that, it seems like it's pretty, you know, all you I are. really have time to do, it seems like. So um, I wish okay. I had more free time, but for now I love this. And so we're, uh, I'm, I'm happy with this for now. Hopefully maybe one day that, you know, it, it will have that downtime here and there. But for now I'm, I'm loving every second of it. So um, I, I just work, work, work. And, you know, I, I go to bed at 2, get up at 7 and start over. You know, wow. So well, you guys are in a great spot. You know, it's in, you're in a great spot right now. You know what I mean with the band and pavement and yeah, really looking forward to seeing what's gonna what's gonna come of things for you guys. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, we're we're right. we're very happy to be where we're at at this point. So um, couldn't cool. be couldn't all be right. happier. So I won't keep you on all night. So why don't we do this? Let's have you you know, plug some of the social media pages where people can find you and where they can pick your album up, and then we'll start to wrap things up. Okay, yeah, um, all of our social media, pretty much we're on everything. Uh, you can find us at just whatever that social media site is, slash Facing Fire. Um, 
our Facebook is Facing Fire, Instagram just Facing Fire, Twitter, you know, all those. We pretty much uh, are, are pretty active on all of them, probably more active on Facebook. It seems to be easier to connect with people through mm-hmm. Facebook. So we try to reply to every every message, every every comment, every, you know, we really appreciate and want to, um, you know, to speak to the people who are supporting us. So usually question we're, we're usually all about answering it so don't be afraid to, to shoot us a message or a comment and we'll try to let you know you know one way or another what we're thinking or what's going on um and then um you know our, our we act, as far as buying purchasing physical copies of the album it's uh facingfire.com you can get on there we have a, a merch store with some t-shirts and uh physical copies uh, we offer you know like some bundles and autographed copies and and, and personalized copies of the cd and and things like that. So you can get on there. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much, you can find us about anywhere you're looking for us. We try to be available. So any of those should work. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, Scott. And if you can, the podcast for the interview will be available shortly after the show. It'd be great if you could share it. So all your fans could check out the interview, learn some cool stuff about you guys. Definitely. Yep. We definitely will do that. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I wish you guys uh, much success, and you're always welcome back on when you guys have some new stuff coming out. Thank you so much. We really appreciate the time you've given us, and uh, we'll do everything we can to support, and, and, and we thank you so much. So. Cool. Thank you so much to you too, Scott. Have a great night. All right. You too. Okay. Take care. Bye. You too. All right, everyone. Again, Scott Artis from Facing Fire, and uh, check out their self-titled EP. As I said, it is out right now. Pick up a copy of it. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. If you tuned in late, you can also download a copy or stream a copy of my podcast, which will be available shortly after it's over through Blog Talk Radio, or you can also go to iTunes. So, again, thank you so much for the continued support. Please share these interviews. Let's get these names of these bands out there and uh, let people hear some really interesting journeys and, you know, cool interviews I'm going to take you on. I'm not going to really – do some type of a cookie cutter interview and I really try to do something different for each artist that I have on. Um, please follow me if you can on uh, Facebook. You can uh, like the Carrie Edelman show. That's where I put all my updates. I also have a couple of personal pages. So if you want to befriend me there, um, love to keep in touch with people that way. And also I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Carrie Edelman, where I also do updates for upcoming interviews with the um, guests I'm going to have on my show. So thank you so much for tuning in tonight and have a great night.